Hey, good evening, guys. Uh, Ty here from I Am Hope. Um, welcome back to another edition of our I Am Hope podcast that we've just uh, introduced. Uh, tonight's guest is uh, Tony Atkinson. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself in a little bit. Um, just just while we do have you there, um, the main reason why we've um, started this podcast is is solely purely uh, we understand that not one size fits all when it comes to mental health. So a main priority for us is making sure that we can create this safe platform where others can share their journey through mental health, um, whether it's positive, negative. Um, but, but the main message we want to get out there is that everybody has their journey through mental health, what it looks like, uh, that the guidance that you might have been given, and also um, whether you're directly uh, involved or you were attached to someone that's that was going through mental health. So it's important for people to understand there's different angles. Um, but let's get straight into it. Uh, I want to welcome our guest uh, Tony Atkinson. So welcome to the to the to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, my name's Tony. Um, I am a very fortunate being, I would like to think. I've got, um, I've grown up doing water skiing. It's my um, competitive sport. Um, so I've always kind of been involved um, on, a, on a tournament level and that and on a competitive level. Um, I've been very fortunate. I've traveled around the world with that and um, represented New Zealand and um, it's really kind of shaped a lot of, of who I am. Um, but with it has also come, yeah, some big confronting um, challenges. Um, I would say it's probably been, yeah, one of the uh, biggest uh, contributing factors to the state of my mental health and, and um, kind of the identity crisis that, I kind of am going through um, and yeah, lots of other things that we'll dive into later, but um, I'm also an early childhood teacher, um, which, you know, I, I really love um, my role in uh, helping younger children understand their emotions and regulating those. And, you know, I really think that just from the get go, it's so important. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much me in a nutshell. But <laughs> awesome. No, awesome. Cool. Thanks for that. And, and um, thanks for sharing, uh, especially, um, you know, congratulations on representing New Zealand um, in, in, in your sport and your chosen field. And, and obviously, thank you for um, being an early childhood teacher. Like, um, I know that you guys don't get much praise in, in that uh, industry, but you guys do wonders uh, for our kids. Um, can you uh, just maybe talk a little bit about where you grew up or which, which part of New Zealand you're from? Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, so I'm from Auckland. I um, was very fortunate to grow up in the, on the North Shore um, in a suburb called Greenhithe. It's a, um, yeah, always lived a very, uh, yeah, like I say, fortunate life. Like, I'm really grateful for the childhood I had. Um, went to primary school there. Um, went on to intermediate and went to Glenfield Intermediate um, and then in my later years went to Rangitoto College um, and yeah then I went on and had a bit of a gap year went off and did some travel and didn't really know what I wanted to do and then that's when I kind of had my realization that I love working with children and yeah. so I went off down the um, early childhood path 
Mm. Um, but yeah, I've um, until recently my parents were together, so um, uh, it was always my brother and my two parents. Um, you know, quite a stable household. Um, yeah, that's. I'm very fortunate with, with my childhood, and yeah. um, definitely know the role that's played. Though, um, yeah. there's lots of things that I've learned over the years just about um, my inability to kind of see my own self worth, and um, uh, y- yeah, I just I've I've got kind of grown up um, being praised a lot, which you know, like I. Is, is awesome but it also comes at a cost at times um, only because uh, when you start to kind of live for that praise and that external um, uh, yeah uh, you know people praising you <laughs> um, externally like you don't have that uh, intrinsic um, motivation and that and and when you don't when you feel like you're letting others down constantly yeah. um, which is, is what I do, um, yeah. which I'm totally not, but, you know, in yeah. my head, um, yeah. I think I'm disappointing people. So I think, you know, growing up and, and you know, I've always done quite well at school and, and um, with my sport. And so um, I just kind of developed this identity of myself as the person who always has to achieve. Mm. That's crazy, man. Jeez, that's awesome. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. So would you say that... Um, so did you mention that that came from um, your family's like expectations on you or was it more just everything you did they kind of just hyped you up too much or, or what what can you kind of like where can you put the nail on that one yeah no like like I say like um, it came from a very loving family yep. um, it's it's almost a conditioned thing I think you get into that um, you know if, if you think about um, uh, uh, science experiments that were done years ago, and you know, if a dog, if there was food, a, a dog would salivate. You know, it's like that idea about conditioning. Um, it's the same kind of thing with the brain, I think. Like, and we do do this a lot with children. Um, when you know you you do something well or you do something good, um, and then oh, you okay. receive praise for that, yeah, yeah. your brain automatically kind of creates this conditioned link, like if I do this, people, um, you know, I'll get praised. And then that kind of, I think, moved into other elements of my life. And it was like, I need to do this in order for other people to like me. Um, Even if it, yeah, didn't, um, if it wasn't me, you know, like, um, and and then finally till you kind of get to the point where you lose who you actually are because everything's kind of brainwashed to yeah. be how you think other people want you to be or, or what they what they want you to think or do yeah. or um yeah so I think that's uh, and you know I'm still working on that like um yeah. you know, just my wants and my needs I've just I've really lost track of those um and and yeah I was saying to you the other night you know like it's just I've really learned that it's time to be on my own yeah um, and just really work on me yeah, awesome, man. And would you say that? Um, so that that's almost like you're you're running around, running around like not purposely, but you're just trying to please everybody because it's it's not even an expectation, but you're just maybe trying to find your place in different maybe environments. But would you yeah. say that's kind of like what it what it what it was like? Yeah, exactly. So um, 
kind of obviously depends who it is. Um, but, and, and you know, that it's not like they do anything to make me feel like I've let them down. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and that I guess where the anxiety comes in, um, yeah. I mean, they may be having an off day. I may not hear for them for, from a, for a while and, you know, and I'll just sit in it and I'll just be like, you know, they're not talking to me because of this. And then that's yeah. when your, your head's your enemy and yep. you just yeah. go down that rabbit hole. And it's just yeah. like, <laughs> you're just sitting there and you've convinced yourself. Yeah. You were like, yeah. Yeah. they're definitely not talking to me because I did this. And yeah. then you punish yourself and, yeah. and then, you know, I'll hear from them two yeah. days later. Hey, sorry, just, you know, <laughs> life got in the way. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's so true. Um, something that I do want to touch on in regards to that, uh, because I've seen some questions coming through um, for the podcast, and people were talking about how um, it happens a lot in relationships, and how you build up the story in your head um, because you haven't heard from someone or a significant other. You're kind of like, oh probably doing this, probably doing that. And then you end up like um, working yourself out, just trying to play out this conversation that's in your mind simply because you haven't had any communication back. Yeah, um, 100%. Like I'm the queen of self-sabotage. Yeah. So, um, and I've got partners that will back that up. <laughs> Each partner will back that up. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, yeah, your head just, it, God, you know, the power that your brain has is just insane. Yeah. And um, it just, it has this ability to even justify everything. Yeah. So you are just 100% convinced yeah. that, yeah, that, um, you know, they're off with someone else or... Mm. Um, that they don't want to be with you or that they don't yeah. love you. Like, and, yeah. and you'll just, and you will come up with every excuse under the sun as to why that is true, but not one that will tell yeah. you why it isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> you could, you could, yeah. Telling you that it's not true and telling yeah. you everything you need to yeah. hear. But you, just, when you get yeah. to that point and the, your mind has made itself up, it yeah. won't listen. Yeah. And yeah, you know, that's why I've finally learned that, I need to just really work on myself yep. so that I'm not, um, yeah, well, one kind of retraining my mind, if you like, and, yeah. um, and you know, t develop, developing my self-worth and my self-love and knowing that um, I don't have to please anyone and that the only person I need to please is me. Yeah. And then, nice. you know, um, you get the domino effect, like, yeah you're happy you're going to attract the person that likes you for you yeah and makes you happy yeah that's that's cool because you you almost answered um what my next question was going to be I, I was going to ask so would you say that it's more um something for you to work on your self-worth and and self-love and self-care or is it something that uh, in relationships, would you say it's a communication thing from the other end? Yeah. Was Because I, I, I think sometimes it's, it's tricky because I guess uh, anyone that's been in uh, relationships that haven't worked or they struggle with communication side of things, 
like someone's got to kind of draw the line uh and you know it, it almost becomes like a I'm only going to respond if you respond or if you do this, I'm going to do that kind of thing. And, and I guess like you were saying, if, if you're strong in, in yourself, you'll know your self-worth and, and your self-care and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of leads me to the point of you, you'll know, eventually know that what's right for you and what's not right for you. And, and obviously if people aren't communicating with you, then that's on them, not on you. Would you say yeah. that? Yeah, so I've definitely learnt, um, you know, to not be, to not try and, because uh, I think you often can end up kind of um, putting the blame onto them. Um, again, that's just because your head convinces yourself that the scenario is true. So um, I've definitely learnt, you know, that it's a case of still talking about how you feel, but explaining it to that person like I've just explained to you like um you know letting them know your history you know what and and you know they could you know if your partner like they will support you through that yeah Um, Yeah. and and they will want to support you through that and definitely it's a communication thing like um I, I think if you can explain to them that um that yeah your head is um creating these scenarios and look maybe it's something like for me it was something that had happened in the past with another partner so um i was just recreating that scenario in my head um and so yeah it's definitely a communication is so important yeah no that's awesome you're communicating and talking about it yeah but i think unless you really pull back those layers then um, it's going to be really hard for your partner to understand yeah, they yeah might, no. you know, they automatically I think they'll think you know she, she doesn't trust me or they yeah. don't trust me yeah and you know that's like the last thing that you want that's not the yeah. case it's just a matter of talking about how you feel and and having yeah. someone that can appreciate yeah. that awesome oh that's cool awesome thanks for that so um like let's let's um touch on uh your your sports side of things um can you just talk about uh, how you maybe got into it, um, what actually is it, and and what kind of level did you get to? Um, yeah, so competitive water skiing. Um, uh, it's uh, There's three different disciplines. So um, you've got trick skiing, which is very similar to – people know wakeboarding a bit more generally. So it's very similar to wakeboarding. Um, it's just on a shorter um, board with no fins. So – and that's, yeah, essentially you're just doing tricks, rotations and um, flips and things like that. Um, then there's slalom skiing, which is very similar to downhill um, slalom um, snow skiing. Um, so you're just going around the boys. Um, and that's, um, you just complete a complete a course and then when you do, the speed goes up. And then oh, once yeah. the speed gets to a maxi- maximum speed, the rope yeah. gets shorter, so it's harder to get out okay. and around the boys. Yep. Um, and the final one's jumping, which is probably my favourite event um, and the one that I do the best in. Um, and that's yeah, just hitting a um, five and a half foot jump ramp um, on two skis. And um, it's that distance, so just going as far as you can go. Yeah. Just as speed as you can and going as far as you can go. That's cool, man. And, uh, <laughs> and you, you, you've also uh, represented New Zealand as well. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. So I started when I was, um, I think I had my first ski when I was five, 
Um, it was a family family sport. We always holidayed up at Kaiwi Lakes. So um, my older brother was into it. My dad loved it. And um, by default, I, you know, <laughs> was kind of not per, not coerced, but, you know, I was very encouraged to kind of give it a go. Yeah. Um, and, then, yeah, so from a very young age, I think I, I didn't, you know, water skiing really was part of my identity. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of as I've gotten older, I've, yeah, represented New Zealand um, uh, in Australia. I've been to the World Championships. I just went to wow. Malaysia last year. Uh, been to a couple of Asian um, Oceania tournaments. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been really fortunate in the fact that it's taken me, you know, a lot of places. Um, yeah. Water skiing, unfortunately, doesn't um, get the, the media coverage um, or the airtime that a lot of sports do. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not easy to do it professionally. Um, especially in New Zealand, it's quite tricky here because of our climate um, yeah. and and the wind factor. It's quite windy here, and you know us water skiers are like nice calm lake. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, like a lot of a lot of skiing's done in in the states in Florida, um, just because they have the warm climate um, kind of yeah. year round. So that's kind of the mecca. Um, yeah, so I've been lucky enough to train in Florida a couple of times. Yeah. Um, which has is, is been a blast. You know, I met heaps of cool people. Some of my best friends yeah. are scared. Um, and yeah, it's, but it's, yeah, also been the source of kind of identity crisis because, yeah. um, you know, you get to the point where I'm sure a lot of athletes do and you need to pay the bills and um, kind of do adult become an adult and get a yeah. full-time job and um trying to cover the cost of skiing which is um you know like you need to access to a ski boat um yeah. uh, whether that's a friend or a, your own one but uh you need and then you've got fuel costs on top yeah. of that um, and then the skis themselves probably cost about probably got 10 to fifteen thousand dollars worth of ski gear. Oh. Yeah. Far out. Can can you um so just going back a little bit, can you um touch on what you mean by identity crisis? Just for um just in your word and your understanding, just just for people that don't don't know what you what you mean by that. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So I've always kind of um seen myself as a skier. I've done well um with my skiing. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's like a lot of things like, you know, someone will see me if they haven't seen me in a while and they're like, you know, how's your skiing going? It's the yeah. first question that I get asked. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of getting to the point where, I, you know, I don't know um, what skiing means to me at the moment, like okay. and, and yep. my life and um, how it makes me feel. I still don't know if I'm yeah. doing it for that external validation. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah, so it's like a lot of things in my life. I'm kind of going, am I doing this because I want to or because other yeah. people want or I think other people want me to, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's like letting part of me go and and yeah. with that comes the, oh, but so-and-so won't like me if I'm not a skier anymore. People won't, yeah, find yeah, yeah. People won't look at me as an athlete and, um, you know, just all the stuff that comes with it. Um, yeah. and you know, none of that stuff is true. I know that people, my friends and family are going to love me just as much if I'm not a skier, yeah. but in my own head, it's a pretty big struggle of mine and yeah. always 
kind of has been um, in recent years. Yeah. That's 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 cool that you talk about that because I I think it's something that's super important uh, for young people out there. Uh, they need to understand um, those struggles and that it's totally normal and it's totally okay. Uh, because I think for a lot of um, sports people or anybody in in their career that have always been recognised for who they are because of that or because of something, you know. And so what happens? Or can you talk about some of the thoughts that go through your mind um, when you are like, because you're almost like at a crossroads at the moment, like you can probably say. And like, can you touch on maybe some of the thoughts that you, that go through your mind, um, the things that you say to yourself um, at the moment or or while this process is going on? Um, Yeah, so like I say, it's... um it's often uh, the, the feeling of letting, letting people down, yeah. um, particularly like my family. They've done so much for me in terms of my skiing. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I don't want to let them down. Um, uh, it's, I also, like, I'm, I, I'm scared to let it go because yeah. I'm like, who am I without it? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then I'm really left thinking, like, who am I? What do I want? And what do I need? Um, yeah. I guess that part's pretty scary too. Um, and I, yeah, I also, you know, I like having a challenge. So it's like, if, if not skiing, what next? And it's yeah. that kind of like vulnerability to diving into something new at the age of 27, which, you know, in sporting terms, it's like, oh, <laughs> So it's like, um, yeah, and and it's just it's kind of being leaving yourself vulnerable again, like diving something that you haven't done your whole life and that you don't know the ins and outs of, that you don't know people. Um, Because I definitely, yeah, like I say, I want something. I want to, whether it's a sport or a hobby. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's kind of a fear of, for me, I think at the end of the day, a lot of things come back to a fear of loneliness yeah. Um, and, yeah, isolating myself, um, which, yeah, like recently, I love that word vulnerable. Like it's been quite a big theme in my life lately and yeah. just trying to bear all. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's an important uh, thing that you bring up there in regards to loneliness because I know that a lot of, um, sports people or people that are heavy in their careers and then they come to a part where um, maybe they're at a crossroads and they don't know what's next. Um, they've always been defined by by something or something that was them and they're possibly looking for something new. So then I guess the anxiety that comes with it and the pressure of like trying something different like really freaks people out and I think that's where a lot of um, sports people in general um, they fall over because they don't know kind of what's what's next and um, I guess I just want to touch on like what do, what do you do like what are you doing at the moment to kind of combat that and you I mean you mentioned anxiety like what what's some of the best uh, things that you're doing for for anxiety at the moment for your anxiety yeah. at the moment yeah 
Um, I, I really have to force myself to um, talk to people. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, I think it's kind of a form of self-sabotage and proving how lonely I am. So yeah. I won't reach out to people. Yeah. But I'm learning that even when I really don't want to, the best thing I can do is pick up the phone. Like, um, you know, it's it's like exercise. You you there's hardly ever a conversation with a good family or good friend that you will regret. You're not going to get off the phone and and regret it. Yeah. You know, um, and it's always gonna yeah, not like a hundred percent of the time. I feel so much better afterwards. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I kind of I put myself in my friend's position. Like if yeah. if my friend was feeling the way that I was, I'd want to know about it. Yeah. Um, so I just remind myself of that. Um, and yeah, in terms of um, um, anxiety, uh, my my training is a huge part of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do a lot of um, gym work and um, go to boot camp with my trainer Kepa. Um, and it just and and that's in a group environment too. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, even on those mornings, it's it's at five thirty in the morning, and I like do not want to go. I went to my first session yeah. today, um, <laughs> since lockdown and things. Um, again, I will never regret it. And yeah, when I'm feeling emotional too, not just physically, but when I'm really emotional and just down in the dumps, yeah. that a hundred percent has my back. And yeah. Kev is just awesome, you know. And um, somehow, even though we're training and on the verge of passing out sometimes, you know, he'll manage to check in with us individually and yeah. make doing okay. And, yeah. um, you know, and he's got his own stuff on, but he's yeah. just, he always checks in on us. Yeah. And I know, I know you're good friends with Kevin, but yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Um, and that's yeah, so that's a big source of it for me. And yeah, training wise, I, I've um, touched on it the other day with you just, um, for me, it's like a, a physical, um, yeah, strength and resilience and like feeling that and channeling that it then kind of, yeah, morphs into my emotional and mental state. So yeah. I'm like, if I can do this physical stuff, like emotionally and mentally, like yeah. I'm you know, rock solid, like, and I just know that I can yeah get through stuff and it just picks me right back up. Like it's yeah. insane. That's awesome, yeah, and, and I guess uh, the the main thing that uh, for people out there, uh, for, for you to understand is that everybody has a different kind of management plan when it comes to anxiety, um, your mental health, or all your mental illness, and I think it's important for people to know that. Uh, I think we talked um, on on a, on the podcast uh, last week about um, nutrition. And obviously now we've got like a physical element in, in terms of training. Like I, I know the benefits of of training and, and a lot of people think it's a body thing. But I guess for, for those that um, are struggling, um, I know that one of the main uh, advice that they give you for self-care is getting out and going for a walk, you know, and getting fresh air and 20 minutes. And obviously... Um, for people like us, we like training. Well, sometimes, um, but obviously the result of training is has huge like um, rewards for our mental health and and, and oh, things cool. like that. So, so that's cool. Yeah. And I was just and, sorry, nutrition. Um, 
yeah, because, you know, and I should definitely say I've, you know, there's times when I want to escape and, you yep. know, I'll use alcohol to and yep. um, drink too much. And yep. I never feel good after that. Yeah. <laughs> feels good at the time but i yeah. you know it's nothing like exercise and you just yeah. and you know emotionally is not just physically like emotionally it you know i just end up feeling um not that much better off so you know i'm, yeah. I'm learning yeah. to kind of change that up too and yeah. um nutrition totally yeah and that's cool that, that you um honest and, and real about that because the reality is a lot of people do um use things like alcohol drugs um to battle um mental health and and i think a lot of it uh talk a lot about it um you know out and about that it kind of just silences help silence those voices that's in your head and i think um for training um would you say it does the same or does something completely opposite to to that for you i would actually say um it like confronts those demons um because i think you kind of go into the training with those thoughts running through your head um and and unlike um a drug uh which probably suppresses them and just keeps them quiet for a bit gives you an out um which i totally get like you know i just you just sometimes you just want a break when it's like non-stop you just want out yeah um but if I, yeah, like I said to you the other day, you know, like um, I'm not always motivated to do exercise. It's not just yep. this mental like, yay, I can't wait to work out today. It's <laughs> like I have to really drag my, my butt out of bed. Um, yep. And, but, you know, yeah, like it's kind of like you go into it, like telling yourself all these negative thoughts, like, um, I don't know whether it's I'm weak, no one wants me, I'm alone. Um, yeah. And as I get into my workout and, and the endorphins start pumping, you know, it, you can flip all those. I just find, you know, I'm just like, you know, and even if it starts off as, even if no one does want me, that doesn't matter. Like yeah. I'm good for me. I want me. Yeah. I am yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you, and because obviously we know that no one, um, you know, everyone is wanted. We are, we're all yeah. valued, all important, yeah. but, this, that's what the head does. It tells you that you're not yep. or makes you feel like for whatever reason that you're not. Yep. Um, and I just feel like exercise gives me a um, yeah, a way to combat that and like flip yep. all those thoughts. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I think you bring up a pretty valid point there in terms of self-talk. And uh, I know for a lot of young um, girls and, and young females out there um, that are trying to find their way in society, uh, what, what's a kind of piece of advice that you, would, you could give to them just while we're touching on that? Yeah. Um, I think um, especially for, for us females who are so... Um, you know, we've kind of got like got the sisterhood, like um, friendship and, and everything like that's really important to us. Um, and so one thing, yeah, I always remember is talk to yourself how you would talk to your friends. Yeah. Like you are your own best friend. At the end of the day, you are the only person you can actually 150% count on. So like look after yourself, be kind to yourself. Um, and you know, it's so much easier said than done. I get that, especially in a society where, um, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, toughen up, get over it. And um, yeah. especially with Kiwis, I find um, 
we're very um, modest and, and we don't, you know, cause you don't want to verge on the edge of cocky, but yeah. back yourself. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And, and you know, like you're not going to go up to your friend and be like, you look fat. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't look here and tell yourself that. Yeah. You're going to tell you, you're going to say, you look absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Because, you know, we understand what self-talk does to us. And, um, yeah, so have that appreciation when you're talking to yourself too. Awesome. Okay. Oh, can I go back a little bit um, mm. in regards to you talking about how you've kind of taught yourself to reach out? Because I, I guess um, a lot of the issues that we have now in terms of um, promoting uh, reaching out and things like that, like for, uh, I, for one, I know that um, it's so hard to do that and I, I know that for me when I get into a place where um, I'm struggling and, and I have a look a, like a little bit of a belt I kind of just switch off and I don't want to talk to anyone I don't want to connect with anyone and you almost like spiral into that kind of selfish um, kind of state but at the same time like I hear people talking about it all the time like you go into a bit of a pity party and um <laughs> you know you're you're kind of like oh you know feeling sorry for yourself and all that kind of stuff and people say that but the thing is it's like how how do you make it easy to reach out or how can people actually achieve that like on a serious level because because it's not easy no, no it's not um and for starters i think it's all about who you surround yourself with um, 100%. And, and like I say, like being vulnerable, just being authentic. Um, and that way you're going to actually, um, attract those people. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm, I'm like, what, what am I sending out? Like, yeah. am I attracting my people? Um, yeah. I think it's really important that you're just authentic and to begin with. So that means like, yeah, being vulnerable, like speaking your mind, speaking your truth, letting people know what's going on in your head. Um, and you know, if, if that, um, pushes them away, then, you know, they're not worthy of, of you and your friendship. So, yeah. um, in a, in a way it actually shortcuts a lot of stuff. So just, even though it might push some people away to begin with, at least that way, you know, that you're attracting the people that you want around you. Um, and I'm still a hundred percent working on that. Like I'm not, I'm, that's yeah. you know, all part of my journey right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, and then, you know, when it comes to talking about it, I think, like I say, just remember, I mean, I, I, I've been horrified at, you know, hearing how much one of my friends is struggling. Um, and I just always kind of remember that, you know, I would want to know that. So, um, yeah. and I know that my friends would want to know that. Um, and you, I mean, I don't know. It just depends on your relationships with your family and things. But like for me, my mum, she, she knows me, she knows my history. She knows, you know, almost everything about me. So, um, and she knows my patterns and she knows, you know, things that I've picked up from my childhood and, and from, um, her and my dad's parenting and things like that. So, um, talking to her is, is, is really good. Like, uh, you know, there's just that, I think non-judgment is, is really important. 
Um, so, um, yeah, I just think those people, your people will, will listen. Um, I think it's hard at times. Like I think those people may also confront you. Um, and that's, that's not easy, but you know, I, I can think of a couple of my friends who I really appreciate cause they challenge me. Yeah. Um, and, and they don't like with absolute love. I know that it comes from a place of love every time, yeah. but, um, you know, they also, uh, you know, the minute we kind of are accountable and, and take responsibility for our actions, yeah. then we can, um, really make progress. Cause that's what we can control. That's what we can yeah. change our yeah. actions change the way we do things we can't change other people no point worrying about that yeah. um but so when i have friends that actually confront me with stuff that yeah i've maybe done or said or um i really appreciate that i'm not gonna lie like it's like whoa like yeah um especially because what i was saying before about that perfectionism thing but um you know I, yeah, i've just learned over the years that they're saying it because they love me and that that's how much they care about me they want yeah. me to they want me to thrive. They want me to yep. be happy um, and be, be my best self. So, um, yeah, I think it's just important that you're authentic to begin with so that you attract those people. That's, that's cool, man. That's, that's, that's really important, I think, um, talking about being authentic. I think that's something that uh, a lot of people struggle with. Um, and, and I think it, it comes with uh, maturity and uh, it comes with an understanding um, of yourself and your self-worth that um, just remembering what you put out, um, you know, especially when it's raw and real. If people don't like it, um, they will challenge you on that and it's on you to um, make them understand. And then if, if people feel offended or, you know, like, what the hell are you on about then? Maybe they're not meant to be around you during that time, you know, and, and, that, and that's something important for, for people to know out there. Uh, just, I wanted to jump on something that came to mind um, as you were talking. Have you ever been in a position where you're obviously um, looked out for your mates, um, they've reached out to you when, when they've been struggling, and then obviously when, when the tide's turned, have you ever felt like maybe you can't reach out to them because maybe they're not in a solid enough place for you to kind of be like, well, remember when I was there, now this is what's going on with me, like have, has has that occasion ever happened to you like, or freaked you out? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, you know, every, everyone's got their own stuff going on. It's, yeah. it's so important to remember and acknowledge because, um, especially, you know, if, if, you know, some, you think someone's uh, rude to you or, or whatever, it's, you just really have to remember you don't actually know what they're going through. And, um, you don't know what might have triggered that or yeah. um, so not taking that personally, but um, yeah, I, I've, I've definitely struggled over the years, just um, reaching out yeah, to, to, to my people when I know that they're struggling. Um, and I just think I've never, I just have to remind myself that I've never talked to those people and they've never said anything to make me feel like I am a burden. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, again, I just think if, if it was me, I'd, I'd want to know this about my friend. Um, and 
and you know i think you just approach it with and you know the other thing i always do is um you know i'm just like oh my gosh she does not want to hear about like this again like you know and it's you feel like it's the same thing recurring and i'm also really conscious i'm like oh man i feel like whenever i'm talking to this person i'm talking about me or my yeah, problem yeah yeah um, so yeah and sometimes like it may actually be a case of of asking them how they are first i think yeah. or have that that conversation first and um yeah. You never know like where that conversation might lead and you know they're always going to ask how you are and i yeah. think that's it's it's definitely an opportunity to um to yeah you can be there for each other like it doesn't have to be it's, i think you know we're talking about the other day it doesn't have to be a competition it's not yeah. who's going through the worst thing or <laughs> yeah. everyone's story is different yeah. and um, it's just and that's what i love about my friends and family like it's just it's it's no judgment and you know we can still talk about our own problems but still let them know that what they're yeah. going through is really important to us too yeah um, so yeah it's i think just just having that sensitivity and and saying look like oh, i know you're going through through this and i don't you know and it's letting them know that you don't want them to carry your problems yeah. that you yeah. just need a shoulder honestly it's just yeah. a shoulder it means everything to to yeah. one person and that that's that's awesome that you um, that you say that because I think a lot of um, society I think or, or friends and family they feel like uh, they they can't help because they don't know what the answer is but the reality is that you don't need an answer the most important thing you can do for anybody that's struggling is just to be there. You know, and, and I think that's the overwhelming thing that a lot of people think that they need to have the answers. And if they don't have the answers, I can't help you. And But the thing is, is, is simple. You just need time. And and a lot of it, if, if you are someone out there that you do have, like, um, thoughts and feelings that someone might be struggling, the best thing you can do is reach out to them, um, have a catch-up. Um, and, and another thing is, uh, I talked about this the other day, is don't cancel catch-ups. And, and I think it's it's a super important thing because yeah. a lot of a lot of catch-ups these days is generally because someone needs that comfort or needs that, hey, I'm not having a good time at the moment, but you'll never know until you're there. And I think um, if anything COVID-19 taught us is the importance of the people um, that truly care about us um, reaching out during that period and, you know, just remembering to be kind and um, looking after yourself, but also reaching out to those people that are always there for you. And, mm. and I guess the other thing is, is also if you knew that one of your friends or family was struggling, um, you'll do everything in your power to um, make sure that they were going to be okay. And and part of that sometimes is um, sitting, watching TV with them for like six hours and them not saying anything, but them knowing in their mind, she's like, this person's here for me, you know? Yeah. And, and and I think another important thing is, is people need to understand there's no time limit on it. So, you know, they, they might say nothing. And uh, I, I know from working with um, young people, um, and I catch up with them, like, we'll go for lunch, and I know something's wrong, but then, like, you know, I'll tell them, like, 
you know, my own stuff that, that I've been through um, so that they can understand that I can be vulnerable. And then yeah. they'll say, they'll honestly say nothing. They'll just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll drop them back off, like, to wherever they're going to. And they'll be like, blah, 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 before they jump out of the car. You know, yeah. and I'm like, that's it, you know. And, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I think... Um, they might actually just want a dose of normality, like, and just yeah. going out and doing something. It doesn't have to be anything yeah. grand. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes as well, like, talking about your problems creates this commonness between you. Like, yeah. you might make them feel so much better because they just know that they're not alone. And yep. you might relate to on some level and you might meet yep. somewhere in between and go, oh my gosh, it's not just me. Yep. And those yep. aha moments, yep. just one person, knowing that one person gets it on some level yep. could make all the difference. And um, yep. I think I said to you the other day, you know, like, you know, listening to understand, not just to respond, yep. you know, not that token like, oh, it'll be okay. And yep. um, <laughs> literally just listening, maybe asking some questions to help yep. you understand and to help them understand you might ask yeah. them something they might go whoa like yeah you know what i mean about confronting like it's sometimes just asking those questions can trigger a whole new thought process yeah and, that, and that, that's cool that you touch on that uh because i think something that uh i talk to people a lot about is some people uh when they are talking to someone that is struggling they always say like the stupidest things <laughs> just like um, you're saying so can we touch on uh, for example someone said something to you and it's not going to make things any better for you before we touch on the good stuff so what what's some of the like darnest things that people would say to you and you'll be like you have no idea just so people can understand and they they don't use their same kind of like language or, or, or tone yeah yeah um that's hard because I'm I, like I am actually really lucky that um, all all my people around me are, are very non-judgmental and things. But yeah. like I say I think I think um, those kind of of surface things like um, yeah. oh well you know it'll all work out or it'll, it'll be okay um, you know just you know chin up like um, you know and I love the saying kia kaha but. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, like just stuff like that. Like, uh, um, I think the best thing you could actually do is, is respond with a, a question more often than not, or just, I appreciate how hard that must be. Cause I think, you know, so many people go, Oh, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. And that <laughs> That's a good one. Eh? <laughs> Uh, no actually you don't even if you went through exactly the same thing you're not me and you don't have my history you don't have my background and yeah uh, and look i don't want to put any people off be like being there for yeah. someone else I'm not trying yeah. to be horrible yeah. um i think but i just think if you focus we'll focus on the positives so yeah just saying yeah. things like you know i can totally appreciate how that must feel and why you must feel that way like yeah you know there's something that's happened that you know has maybe caused that and just yeah. Yeah, listening to understand, like yeah. peeling back the layers, getting yeah. into the yeah. nitty gritty that yeah. some yeah. people, and like some people may not be ready for that. They might yeah. just want you to sit there, be quiet, yeah. hug yeah. them, hugs. Yeah. <laughs> we said that the other day too, like with all of this, you know, can't hug each other, but, um, you know, 
send virtual hugs wherever you can. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think um, something uh, valid that you just said there that's important for people to understand that, that are listening is that you don't have to have an answer, you know, and sometimes you just being like, you know what, I actually don't know the answer for that. But the best thing you could say is, hey, I'm here. I yeah. got you. That's yeah. it. Like, I, I don't know what you're going through right now. And and sometimes this is something that you can say to people also that are struggling to speak about what they're struggling with is, hey, I don't know what you're going through right now, but I just want you to know that I got your back. And when you're ready, then I'll be here. You know, and something that simple like triggers so much not only in your mind but in, in your heart for someone that's struggling, you know, and I, and I think that's um, important for people to understand that is that you don't have to have the perfect um, script and especially for people that are too scared to, um, you know, um, be around people that are struggling. Like just, just know that the best thing you can do is just be there and that's yeah. it. You know, you don't yeah. have to have the perfect script of answers or, or replies and, you know, and, and like you're saying, like, don't say things like, you know, like, like you're mentioning, because then you're just going to be like, you're just going to get annoyed and then you're going to shut down. So, so the main thing is just um, being there, understanding and just making sure that you're not making them feel like, oh, hurry up, like I need to go somewhere. Appreciating their vulnerability, like, and empowering yeah. them actually even saying anything um like you know i just i just think it's a pretty scary um idea sometimes to to bring any kind of thoughts up to people and i think if you if you are there for someone too you also need to be prepared for them to push you away at first yeah um, Yeah. to and to yeah and that can look different for all sorts of people um for me i will do the whole like you don't love me like why are you you know and i'll push people away um and again like my head will start taking over and and i'll um bring up all those all those things that my head's been telling me um has nothing to do with that individual whatsoever but um i will just verbalize everything that's going on in my head and and do my best to push them away and so then after I've pushed them away, I can go see nobody yeah. wants me. Yeah. Um, so you do have to persevere through that a lot. And it yeah. might be reaching out for them, even though you haven't heard from them. Um, yeah. You know, and you've sent them 10 messages already or phone yeah. calls. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely patience and perseverance. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think a good uh, valid point that you, you mentioned there is that, it's it's about turning up and keep turning up because at the end of the day, um, you know that, you know, in, in your heart of hearts and, and in your mind that um, your friend or your loved one needs you there and the best thing you can do is is be there and uh, that that's probably the most powerful thing. Uh, can, can we um, talk about, um, like, what are, you, what are you doing now? Like, does your... Um, does a lot of what you've been through and a lot of the mental health struggles that you have had, does it affect your work um, now, you know, as an early childhood teacher? Maybe we can touch on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Um, I'm well day to day. I am really got my training. Um, I'm really trying to get into my meditation. I really struggle with that. By no means perfect with that, but um, yeah. I do um, find it really helpful. As hard as it is to think about sitting there and your thoughts and nothing else, um, but it actually, you know, teaches you to. I don't like to say silence because I think that's kind of like you're suppressing it, but it does just kind of ground you and bring you back to the real basics and the gratitude, the level of gratitude. Um, it just makes you go, well, hang on. Like I've got this, 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 and this, and you know, I, you know, I can be grateful for that. So once you focus on the positive, it takes you away from the negatives. Um, yeah. In terms of my teaching, I, I honestly think it's actually helping me be a better teacher and vice versa. Like, through work, I'm learning lots about myself personally. Um, we've, we've done lots of work on um, emotional regulation, um, which uh, has made me think a lot about my thoughts and how um, um, those uh, kind of determine my feelings. Um, so kind of thinking about changing or flipping my, my thought processes. Um, so often, you know, your negative self-talk, like you can flip that into something else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and, you know, it's the same with, with my teaching. We, we, we're always trying to work with our strengths and the children's strengths um, and not focus, not dwell on the negatives. Like, sure, we've all got things that we want to work on, yeah. but um, let's, you know, empower each other and, and focus on our strengths and, and work with those. Um, and yeah, I've, I think with my, my teaching too, I've just learned so much about, um, about patience and, um, yeah, just realizing how your journey, your experiences, your backgrounds, um, everything, your relationships, how that impacts the teacher I am, but yeah. who I am. Um, yeah. and you know, I can see how that affects the way I am, the way I, the way, my way of being and doing. And, um, yeah, it's a very reflective, um, uh, role. So, uh, we have to, we have to delve into, into our own, uh, background, um, which is, yeah, confronting at times, but I've learned actually so much through my teaching that I don't, I don't think I ever would have learned, you know, if I had, um, a, an office job or anything like that. So, um, no, I've learned. I've learned a lot. Awesome, awesome. And um, is there anything that you um, do now, like that you haven't touched on, um, that's part of your recovery or part of your kind of like empowerment now? Yeah, um, yeah. I think I'm just kind of. It's not comfortable for me to go outside the comfort zone. Obviously, yeah. um, we're we're creatures of habit. Um, but I've never been, um, kind of, uh, one, wanderlust kind of, you know, seize the day kind of person. Um, yeah. I, I like my routine and I, I like, I like home. I love New Zealand. Um, but equally, um, you know, I just, I'm trying to, um, push myself to, to do things that get yeah, growing comfortable in the uncomfortable. Um, and, and yeah, so that means saying yes to things that I may not usually say yes to. Um, and just, 
yeah, it's kind of like going back to square one where I'm at right now. It's like, you know, when you're a kid, you just like, you do what you like all the time. You're just like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, yeah. you know, and you're just like passionate about everything. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find that again, like kind of like my inner child and just yeah. give everything a go. Um, yeah. So, and that's not easy for me at all. Yeah. So, yeah, and I guess a, a cool thing and, and a valid point about uh, what you just shared is that I think it's important for us to um, keep challenging ourselves in that way because I guess it you're constantly confronting and putting your self-doubt to, to bay because, mm-hmm. like, you know, like you mentioned, um, you know, a lot of your your struggles and 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 your journey has been about your head talk about you um, you know stopping yourself or putting yourself down from from things that you know that you can probably thrive in and and by doing um, random things and saying yes to things like that that's going to help kind of quash and and squash squash those kind of thoughts I guess because yeah, and, and I think that's a powerful thing about training. You know, yeah. and that's a powerful thing about training too. So, no, that's awesome. And um, just just before we wrap up, uh, one of my favorite questions to ask is, what's something that um, someone said to you when you were struggling that made you think, you know what, I, I can push through this? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh, I think, um, I think just reminding people what they have already overcome, um, and like, you know, again, like I don't mean surface level stuff, like for me, um, you know, I've got friends and family who have been around me for years and, and they can actually see the growth in me, like emotionally and mentally. Mm. Um, and so when I, um, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm going, well, what have, you know, what have I achieved? What have I done? Like, yeah. what are my strengths? And, you know, I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling low. Um, you know, I've just got, I've got all these lovely messages from my friends, you know, telling me what a great friend I am and um, what I mean to them. And just, you know, those, and I'll just read back over those and, um, you know, again, like more deeper level stuff, you know, I've got a a good friend of mine who's mentored me so much over the years mentally and emotionally. And, you know, she'll be like, I can honestly see like, the growth in you is insane. And she's like, you know, a few years ago you would not have done X, Y, and Z and she can actually, and, and that for me is actually probably the most empowering because it's not something that you can see probably visibly maybe, or, you know, someone passing you in the street may not see it, but, um, and that to me that like, that's, that's what I'm, I'm striving for. Um, like I, I don't, I think I'd rather hear that than like, oh, well, you know, you've got a new car and, and you've got, I mean, I, you know, I do want to get buy a house eventually and things like that. But, you know, like I don't want that to like define me. Um, yeah, that's what I'm learning 
again, I'm still learning that, you know, I'm, I'm still like, Oh, you know, need the latest phone or a need. need It's like, it's not going to fill the hole. (laughs) Um, So yeah, yeah. I just think really like knowing, knowing your friends, knowing your family and knowing their journey and being able to tell them where they've come from and how far they've come. Um, It's going to look for everyone, but, there will have been growth. So it's just pinpointing what that is. And yeah, yeah. cool. No, that's a, that's a cool answer. And, and lastly, but not least, uh, what's something, um, that you would tell yourself, um, when you were probably at your lowest, um, that, that, that probably would have made you feel like way better than, than you were at that, at that time. So what's something you would, tell yourself um when you when you're at your lowest that 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 would have helped you through um hmm. i think um again i've there's lots of comment um lots of kind of um what's the word uh oh that's really hard. <laughs> I think for me, um, just something along the lines of um, actually something my, my um, coach told me, my, my box, boxing coach and good friend, this is my mentor that I was telling you about. Um, she's always said, I am, I can, I will. And um, I really like that because I think it kind of, if you flip everything that, that you're saying in your head, like, um, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, a, I'm a loser and no one wants me. And, um, yeah. you know, you can kind of flip that and you can say, well, actually, like, I am this, yeah. can be this, and I will be this. Um, you know, you fill in the blank for whatever that means for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, I just I just think of love, of aroha, yeah. and um, and you know I want to radiate that. I want to um, to feel it within me and towards myself. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so often, you know, as much as I want to come from within me, I do draw on the love that others have for me. But um, that in itself gives me a sense of self worth and a sense of purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, I can sit there and go, those people love me. Yeah. They want me around. Um, and, and in that, yeah, I find, I find lots of empowerment, lots of self-worth and lots of purpose. Yeah. They are worth it. Yeah. Awesome, man. That, that's so powerful. And, uh, and just before we go, um, I know we have a lot of young people um, that tune in. Um, what's, what's a bit of, piece of advice especially to young um, females um, that do struggle with uh, major anxiety um, you know and and some self-doubt and self-sabotage what what's a little piece of advice that you can leave them with um, before we jet uh, one of my favorite quotes by um, a woman called Byron Katie is it's not your job to like me it's mine yeah uh, I cool. think so much about yeah like like I say, we just worry far too much about what others like about us and don't like about us. Um, focus on on who you want to be, 
yeah. uh, who you are right now, who you want to be, um, and yeah, hone in on that. Awesome. Uh, once again, uh, Tony, um, truly appreciate you taking time out of your um, busy schedule to uh, jump on and have a chat to us and, and being real and raw um, about your journey. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are going to appreciate it um, when they tune in um, to see this. So um, thanks once again and uh, keep doing what you're doing out there. Um, we really appreciate it and we appreciate your time. So take care and uh, look after yourself. Thanks, Ty. Thanks for having me. Cheers. It's been awesome. Okay, thank you. No worries. Take care. See you later.